Catherine the Great died in 1796. She was the Empress of Russia. And there's a lot of crazy stories surrounding her life and her death. Uh, a lot of stories speculate that she was a nymphomaniac, Johnny. Uh-huh. You know what a nymphomaniac is, right? You bet. I got firsthand experience, baby. Hold on. I was going to dive right into my story. But <laughs> I'm just, trying to derail you. You just gave me a hard derail. I'm just messing. If Catherine the Great was a nymphomaniac and you have firsthand experience with a nymphomaniac, where's the crossover in that Venn diagram? Uh, What's your story? I, I was just messing with you. Sorry. You're just a wannabe. <laughs> yeah, I'm a wannabe. I saw the movie Nymphomaniac by Lars von Trier, part one and two. And, uh, you know, I was like, too, too uh, exhausted to watch part three and four. Yeah. And at that point, and I was like, I could, I could do this. Well, check this out. Yeah. Catherine the Great. There's so many stories about the former empress of Russia that there's actually a Wikipedia page dedicated just to legends about Catherine the Great. And one of them depicts something called a sex cabinet, which is it like the cabinet of Dr. Caligari type shit. I think so, but, okay. but more erotic. It's yeah. hard to to visualize what the sex cabinet actually is, but they say, you know, when I imagine a cabinet, I imagine it's, a, you know, a modern cabinet, which is relatively, you know, not super huge, but they make it sound like this is something you could get inside and explore. They said it had, like, yeah. furniture and table legs that were very, like, phallic. And, oh, this is an actual cabinet. I know, like, with, with cabinet of Dr. Caligar, doesn't it mean something different? Like, isn't it, like, a different type of cabinet? No, I think it's actually a cabinet. Oh, is it? Okay, never yeah, mind. It's like spooky cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> where like this monster comes out of. Oh, nice. Yeah. They even say the most famous legend of Catherine the Great is how she died, mm -hmm. which is uh, having sex with a horse. This was almost Hands immediately shit. reported all across Europe. Uh, and the story says that she had secured a horse to the ceiling, like rigged it to be hoisted above her, but the straps broke as she was crushed beneath it. That story is, um, of course, not true. Oh, okay. But it's just widely circulated. And I wish she, it was true. She died in 1796. So at the time, it was widely believed. But there's a, a another lesser known story that I came across. Wait, wait hold on, sorry. Okay, what what yeah. a horrible rumor to be spread like pre-Snopes. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the the uh, the explanation there is that Russia had bad relationships with Europe and France, and so okay. when she died, the newspapers in Europe and France just started making this story up just to make fun of her, but people actually believed it because it was so widely circulated. Kind of how people think Richard Gere put a gerbil up his ass. Yeah. But nobody knows why they think. I think that was also just a circulated in the news to just be a prank or something. I don't think that actually happened, by the way. I've never Googled that, so I, yeah. I'm, but I saw it me on South true. Park. There's a whole yeah. South Park episode about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Where he had to explore the inner cavities of Richard Gere for 30 <laughs> minutes. Um, anyways, let's get back to it. Okay. And, and so in researching today's episode, there's a story that says about two weeks before Catherine died, by the way, she died of a stroke Okay. for people out there who want to know what really happened. Two weeks before that happened, she was awoken 
in the middle of the night by screaming. And it was the screaming of her chambermaid who had come running into the empress's room and was horrified because it was so late at night and there was a woman sitting on the throne. Catherine the Great got out of bed and approached the throne room and indeed there was a stranger sitting on the throne. And it was a clone, a double of Catherine the Great. Okay. She was looking at herself. And the story says that the uh, Tsarina, as she was referred to, called her sentry guards into the room and ordered them to open fire on the fake Catherine the Great. Blow her away. Blasted her out of the throne room. There's no information about the story after that point. We don't know if the bullets affected this double Catherine or if it was a ghost that disappeared. But that's the story, that she saw this double of herself. That's badass. Two weeks before she died. This sounds like a lore you'd find in Dark Souls. Like, you you like read some, like, item description that says all this and then you go into like a throne room and see like a horse dead horse hanging from a ceiling or something horse (laughs) hanging from with the straps broken yeah you're like what the fuck happened here yeah you've probably seen a character like this in a video game yeah or maybe in your nightmares Mm. um something called a doppelganger most people when they think of a doppelganger they think of an evil twin yeah like the idea that There's another version of you out there somewhere, and it's the complete opposite of you. You like ice cream. The doppelganger likes hot tea. You like daytime. The doppelganger likes nighttime. Yeah. This is actually not exactly what a doppelganger is. This is more of like an evil twin. Yeah. There's even this uh, thing I found, something called a gothic double. You might have a gothic double and you don't know about it, Johnny. That's a situation. I'm the gothic double. You might be. That's a situation where it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Okay. Mr. Hyde is known as a gothic double of Dr. Yeah, Jekyll. Yeah, this is like, it, you're saying this, I'm kind of re- I'm realizing how much uh, part of like literature, stuff like this is, uh, you know, like being uh, someone else or, or becoming someone else or, or someone taking over your life. Yeah. Etc. Exactly. I feel like there's stories and folklore about this type of being that go back since, you know, the beginning of stories and folklore. In fact, there's this story, this fairy tale by Hans Christian Andersen that was released in the year 1847. It's called Skygen, which translates to the shadow. Okay. And in this fairy tale, a man's shadow separates from his body and gradually becomes his walking double, demonstrating the exact opposite physical and moral traits and eventually replaces the man entirely. Okay. Replaces him, which to me gives yeah. me chills. Your shadow separates from you and replaces you. Yeah. This is yeah, you're you're blowing my mind now. This must be like a like a deep cerebral fear cuz like even like I mean if you, even in the Odyssey like Homie was like afraid or, or like upset when he came home and there was someone like living his life almost uh without him. 
As I was researching today's episode, by the way, today we're talking about doppelgangers. Welcome to Mega Strange. I'm Derek. That's Johnny. Hello. We're your hosts. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Mega Strange Podcast, Twitter, Mega Strange 666. This idea of you're out there one day and there's somebody who looks exactly like you, but it's more than they look exactly like you. They think exactly like you they know what you're going to do Mm. they know what your natural impulse would be and it's their goal in life to fuck your life up that to me is really scary that's the idea that i've been fixating on all week when i've been researching this episode yeah it's like this this malicious version of you that just hates you. (laughs) Like you think about your life and your life has ups and downs, but generally maybe you just enjoy it. Right. But there's Mm. another version out you that is not enjoying life that knows that you're enjoying life and it's fucking angry. Oh no. That you got the good life and they got the bad life. But on the converse, what if you're the evil one and you don't know you're obsessed with that idea? Sorry, (laughs) Johnny. I think secretly you want to be the most evil version of Johnny. Yeah. I think that you maybe get a little bit of comfort in knowing that there is no Johnny more evil than you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I got nothing to worry about. If I meet my doppelganger, I'm going to fuck his day up. I'm sure there's eviler Johnny out there. I'm sure there is, too, because you're actually a really sweet, nice guy. And everybody knows that. Everybody loves Johnny. Hell yeah. But that's so what we're talking about is an evil twin. And that's not actually what a doppelganger is. Found out most people have like a misconception. Okay. So doppelganger is a German word. It means double goer. Double goer. Double goer. But English speakers have only recently applied this German word to a paranormal concept that has been around for ages. What a true doppelganger is, in English, used to be known as a fetch. In Irish folklore, it's known as a fetch. And this is essentially a ghost or a spirit version of somebody who is not dead. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, visible spirit of a person who is yet alive. Um, ancient Egypt mythology apparently has a version of this called a ka, which is a spirit double, a tangible spirit double, having all the same memories and feelings as the person to whom the counterpart belongs. And there's apparently even an Egyptian version of the Trojan War that has a call of like Queen Helen, I believe, playing into the mythology. Norse mythology has something called a Vardoger, which is a ghostly double who is seen performing a person's actions in advance. So you see a ghostly person doing what you're going to do in the future, for better or worse. That's cool. A Vardoger. That's like Donnie Darko shit. Dude, Donnie Darko had a Fardoger. He did. Yeah, technically. I get like, yeah, the, the, the spirit, the thing yeah. that leads him. Yeah, exactly. But again, it could be even creepier if you just saw a version of yourself. I'm going to get horror horrific because okay. Halloween just happened. You yeah, saw yeah. a version of yourself committing a murder and you're like, what's that? And then you find yourself like on the path to committing that same crime. But you're trying so hard to stop it. But as you try to stop it, it only gets worse. Exactly. That's a great concept. We're for a couple like a of movie. screenwriters yeah. here, so <laughs> this movie is gonna be coming out soon. I'm uh, sure that is a movie, though, right? I don't know. Who knows? There's it follows, but yeah. what if uh, I follow? I follow. <laughs> 
In Finnish mythology, there's the same sort of pattern called an Aitinen, which is known as a first comer. Um, so the idea of a doppelganger has been around for a long time. And generally, it's accepted that, like, if you see a doppelganger of yourself, it's a bad omen. Okay. It means that something's about to die. <laughs> maybe you or maybe somebody you know. Um, yeah, so, you know, there's all these websites out there, and we'll explore a couple of them later, where people are trying to find their doppelganger. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you don't want to see your doppelganger. I don't know why or when the idea of a doppelganger was changed into this kind of benign thing, like, oh, it's just a lookalike, it's just a twin, because yeah. I don't think people really associate the spirit of a living person as the doppelganger. Yeah, I feel like it became a trope in, like, cartoons, a lot. I would, you know, there's always the, the or, or TV shows, there's always the, the, that scene where it's like someone's holding a gun yeah. for like two versions. Which like, one which do ones I shoot? Are, yeah, exactly. I feel like that was a big proponent of that. Yeah. What's interesting in that scenario is that there's always kind of like a code word. Yeah. Uh, you know, like only the real version <laughs> would know this. Johnny. Yeah. What's your favorite hardcore band? Uh, fuck. Uh, d- uh Drain. He said drain. He gets to live. Hell yeah. <laughs> I know that's the writing. Only the true Johnny would say that. Well, now that we've broadcasted it, the doppelganger can. No, he's watching. Could get that information. Uh, so obviously, my question would be, is this real? <laughs> like, why do we why do we think doppelgangers are a thing? Or maybe the question should be, why don't we think doppelgangers are a thing anymore? Because I feel like people don't really talk about it anymore. I think that, I mean, we see it all the time. Like there's just so many facial features that can exist. I feel like, and, and, you know, with quantum physics, they talk about like, uh, the problem, there's a probability where like, if I keep poking my finger at this desk, my atoms will go through it eventually. Like there's a probability where someone could look exactly like, like another person. I feel like. Definitely. They found that with the natural doppelganger, with somebody out there who just looks like an unrelated clone, I think they have a term for it. It's called like a stranger lookalike mm-hmm. or something like that. They find that people who look extremely similar have more genetically in common with each other than they have with their own family. Yeah. Uh, which is not surprising, but also kind of interesting that your looks are just based on your genetic makeup and somebody else could have that same recipe. Exactly. Yeah. And come out looking the exact same way, that, same way that you do. You know, that could also be like a big, uh, you, you know, evidence of sim- assimilation theory. I know we talked about that before a uh, simulation. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, y- y- maybe there's not enough Ram <laughs> in, in, in the simulation <laughs> to make, so like the NPCs just have to have generic faces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I hate that online. There's this whole thing where people act like they're the uh, main character of their video game and yeah. everyone else is an NPC. Yeah. And they just yell at strangers. I hate that. Don't um, do that at home. That's called sociopathic behavior. Oh, yeah. hundred uh, percent. You're going down a dark rabbit. Yeah. With that behavior. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also think that an explanation for doppelgangers in the past could have been hallucinations, mental illness, mm-hmm. schizophrenia, you know, just things that people weren't really aware of. Um, 
And also, outside of that, the your mind just plays tricks on you sometimes. And I think people in medieval ages would take those mind tricks and read into them and try to make something out of them. Or sometimes even induce them as a semi-religious experience. That being said, uh, I tried to look through and see if there were any historical accounts of people who had seen their doppelganger. Not like, oh, my friend Carl saw a doppelganger once, but famous, well-documented, somewhat verifiable instances of this phenomenon occurring. And there are actually. There's a list out there of famous people who have seen their doppelgangers. I want to go down this list with you. Some of these people you probably not have heard of, but they're famous in their own right, in their own worlds. For example, this first one on the list, not many people out there may know of the English metaphysical poet named John Donne. But apparently this famous author, John Donne, saw his wife's doppelganger in Paris in the year. (laughs) What an excuse. In the year 1612. I thought it was you, babe. The same night uh, as the stillbirth of their daughter. Oh, God. The thing about this story is that it's not really told from John Donne, but rather a friend of his who had encountered him on that night. Okay. And he wrote about it in a book. And I'm going to read you the quote from the book. And it says, uh, Mr. Dunn was left alone in a room in which Sir Robert and he and some other friends had dinner together. And to this place, Sir Robert returned within a half hour. And as he left, he found Mr. Dunn alone. Uh, and so altered in his looks that it amazed Robert to behold him in such a way. And Mr. Dunn had declared befallen. This is kind of written in old English. Sorry. Mm. Um, he basically asked him what's wrong. And John Dunn replied, I have seen a dreadful vision since I saw you. I have seen my dear wife pass twice by me through this room with her hair hanging about her shoulders and a dead child in her arms. He saw the ghost of his still living wife walk past the entrance of the room twice holding a dead baby. Would that be more uh, aligned with what you said earlier? Uh, was it a, a fetch? Yeah, that's this yeah. is like a true doppelganger. And he says, this I have seen twice since I saw you half hour ago, to which Sir Robert replied, surely you have slept since you saw me. And this is the result of some melancholy dream, which I desire for you to forget now that you are awake. To which John Dunn replied, I cannot be surer now that I live, that I have not slept since I saw you. I am assured that her second appearing, she stopped, looked me in the face, and vanished. That's the account from Sir Robert's book about meeting with his friend, the English poet John Donne. Okay. And is he insinuating that he, possibly he, he may be hallucinating from lack of sleep or... Was he saying that I have slept? I can never tell with old English. I feel like sometimes. Yeah, he basically was saying you fell asleep and that was just a depressing dream that you thought was real. (laughs) And he's like, I swear to you, I didn't fall asleep. Okay, cool. Um, Mary Shelley's husband. Okay. Mary Shelley, the author of Frankenstein, was married to a man named Percy Shelley who died drowning at sea on a yacht. But Percy Shelley also claims to have seen his own doppelganger. Okay. And this one is documented by Mary Shelley herself. 
And I'll just recap here because it, this is kind of a long story. Percy Shelley saw his doppelganger many times. In fact, before I get to what he claims to see, he wrote a, a book called Prometheus Unbound. Okay. And there's a passage in the book in which he describes a character who says, uh, Ere I met my own image walking in the garden, the apparition, soul of men, I saw. And I know that there are two worlds of life and death, one that which thou beholdest, you can see, but the other is underneath the grave, where I do inhabit the shadow of all forms that think and live till death unite them and they part no more. And he's basically saying there's two worlds, a living world and uh, underworld, the afterlife, and you have yourself in the living world and your soul, your spirit is in the afterlife. Okay. Percy Shelley is saying that when you die, they're united. But in life, mm. you can see that afterworld spirit, and it's an omen that you're going to be united soon. Apparently, he saw himself many times in his house, and there's a story that a woman who lived in the house named Jane uh, saw Percy walking through the garden of their house after he had gone out to go sailing for the day. Percy Shelley also told his wife, Mary Shelley, that uh, within a week before he died, he had a nightmare where he dreamed that he was murdering her. He dreamed he saw himself killing her. Uh, and then he had a different dream where he saw himself and his doppelganger spoke to him and asked him, how long do you intend to be content was the quote. And this is the famous quote that Mary Shelley would write about later in her letters to say, like, Percy saw himself in a dream and the dream version of himself said this to him. How long do you prepare or intend to be content? And she's like, it's not really terrifying words in and of themselves. But within a few weeks, he had drowned at sea. What uh, I would love like a time frame here. Is this before or after she wrote Frankenstein? Um. I'm not sure yeah, when yeah, Frankenstein was written. Mm -hmm. um, I think this was after because I believe he was still alive when they wrote Frankenstein. Okay. He died on July 8th, 1822. Okay. Here's an interesting one, and this is a short one. There's an admiral, uh, English admiral from the Victorian age named George Trion, or Tryon, T-R-Y-O-N, and the story is that he was out at sea one day um, off the coast of Syria, and he was uh, doing drills with two boats, and he ordered them to do this complicated drill where they turned into each other. They ended up crashing, and one of the boats, the boat that he was on, sank like a rock, and he drowned along with 357 other men. The story says that at the same time this was happening, in England, his wife was hosting a party, and apparently the guests of the party saw him walk through the party in full regalia, just walk through, even though he was off the coast of Syria. Okay. Uh, and the story says that this happened supposedly on the same night that he died, June 22nd, 1893. People say they saw him at this party in England, but he was drowning off the coast of Syria. And this is another example of a fetch, a spirit of a living person. Or I don't know, maybe at that point they're dead. This is one of the most well-documented supposed stories of a doppelganger. That's, that's cool. This last one that I have to share with you, 
This one will hit close to home. This is also well-documented. This is my favorite one because this has been reported on in newspapers extensively. You can look it up for yourself. You can Google it. Abraham Lincoln saw his own doppelganger three times. (laughs) Three times. I think I've heard this before. The story says that Abraham Lincoln was serving his first term as president and he was sitting in his parlor and home in Illinois, whatever. I don't know why he's not in the White House at this point. Maybe he's just chilling, campaigning. This is just the story. I didn't I didn't make it up. I'm just re- repeating it. He's in Illinois. He's looking into a mirror and he sees himself in the mirror and a ghostly double version of himself standing behind him. And he calls Mary Todd in to see what's happening in the mirror. But when she comes in, the doppelganger has disappeared from the reflection of the mirror. Mary Todd, the story says, was so superstitious, she freaked the fuck out. And interpreted this as an omen that Abraham Lincoln would not survive through his second presidential term. Yeah, I've heard her like multiple stories where she's like said stuff like that. And it's scary that, it, you know, that did come to fruition. Yeah. Not only, so he saw that that time and it said that he saw the apparition twice more in the same mirror in the same room. But after the third time, never again. They say that if you see a doppelganger three times, that's it. You ain't going to see it a fourth time. <laughs> You're going to be reunited with your soul in the afterlife. It's also well documented that just like Percy Shelley, Abraham Lincoln also dreamed his own death or saw himself in a dream. He was in the White House and there was a dead body, a corpse being mourned by a bunch of security agents. And he went up to ask them, like, who is this? And the security agent turned to him and said, the president has been shot. Oh, my God. And then he woke up from the dream. It's out there. That's wild. It's documented. You can look it up. Uh, Apparently, Abraham Lincoln was extremely superstitious along with Mary Todd, his wife. And they really looked into these as terrible omens. I was going to say, is Abraham Lincoln the most paranormal president? After Donald Trump? Yeah. Possibly. (laughs) Uh, Who's another good paranormal president? Uh... Bill Clinton said he wanted to get to the bottom of aliens. Yeah. I don't know if he ever did. I don't know if he ever did. Um, I have a website of people who have apparently found their doppelganger. If you want to look at some clones. Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's pull that up here. Oh. All right. This is uh, we don't have to read this. This okay. is just a quick Google search. But I just think it's interesting to uh, some of these are really lame. Like this one. My grandkid. He looks like the. the yeah, that's royal like baby. All babies look like this. I'm telling you, though, if that those two children meet, it's going to be bad news. <laughs> it's like Highlander. There can be only one. Uh, I like these when it's a person from history, like, you know, modern person finds himself in a museum. Yeah, I, f- I find this happens with celebrities a lot. And people will be like, oh, Keanu Reeves is a time traveler or something like that. Yeah, that might even be in this list. Let's Ooh. keep going here. Okay. Some of these are a stretch. Who is... Who is this? Though? Yeah, right. It's so like, uh, oh, the wall art at Denny's. Oh. Uh, Pizza Cafe. That could be like her sister or something. This one's great. Yeah. They look so similar. Yeah, he looks like a 18th century peasant. I feel like oh, the human brain does like 
like defined patterns and things. So I wonder if it's like we kind of just see that. This is a drawing, dude. Yeah, that's not a doppelganger. That's this is also, also a drawing. An animation. This one's great. Yeah, this that's is my sick. favorite because I don't know. He's like the embodiment of a Roman soldier. It, it just seems like I could see it. Yeah, he has like very Roman features. Also a drawing. Also an animation. Yeah, drawing animation. Drawing. <laughs> this one looks fake as fuck. Like he just had someone draw this for him. And, I and actually don't even it. think they look that similar. Yeah. When you really look at it, it's like, nah, maybe at a glance. Okay, that's just rude. What the fuck? <laughs> that could be him, though. I don't. That's him, dude. <laughs> that's the doppelganger. I, I think he's fucking with us. One's evil. That's fucking the same guy. I'm telling you, one's evil. Oh, oh, sacrilege. Jesus. I don't know if that the picture is actually what Jesus looked like, but yeah, this is a drawing. This bro. guy looks like the uh, depi modern depiction of Jesus. Definitely. Also a drawing. Actually, this one I like because Sam Adams is a drawing, but he's yeah. also just a, a character of the colonial age. And this guy just looks colonial to me. I can see that. But yeah, I was, I was about to say, do, do we know Sam, Sam Adams looks like this? No, it's just exactly. a stereotypical colonial guy. I don't even know what we're looking so at. So many drawings. My doppelganger. Uh. Hey, it does kind of resemble Will Smith. Yeah. I'll be real. But maybe the person sculpted it after him. Who knows? <laughs> True. True. That I like that one. Yeah, that's, that's good. Cool. It's good. It's like an impressionistic painting. So. I guess. Also, like, man, she put like. Whoever took this photo put like a million filters on this. I can't even make out what the fuck I'm looking at. It's like vignette. It's like fucking for real. <laughs> put like every Instagram filter it, on this thing. Got to make it look classic. Okay. Looks like Joe Para. Yeah, honestly, he should put himself up to a picture with Joe Para. Yeah. Or Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh. Uh, okay. I mean, I feel like a lot of old men just look like that. Yeah. This one's pretty good. Who's that? It's pretty good. I think that's just a painting. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I I love that it's like a lot of like objects. Like I look like this object. I yep. identify with this uh, illustration. <laughs> I mean, this just looks like a like an AI photo. Like Dolly Mini made this shit. It's true. Um. Okay. All okay. Right. It's like go stand up next to the painting. Looks like you. A lot of kids have generic looks. This next one's pretty good. This next one's pretty good. Dude, that's him. Yeah, that's it's the outfit too. <laughs> that's what sells it. I love that he's doing. He's not even doing the right pose. He's doing global business management. He's trying to be on a computer. <laughs> oh, that's his sticker, dude. There's no way. <laughs> he's cheating. That one's good. Okay. Again, I feel I like, like the classic uh, and modern juxtaposition. I'm going to say some shit right here. What? I Go feel ahead, like Johnny. like 90% of like tall white dudes look like this. That is true. That I is feel true. like I see 90% of uh, classically depicted tall white dudes. look yeah. like that. I feel like I see these dudes all like every day. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's just funny. That's funny. Dude. This poor guy on the fucking subway probably doesn't even know he's sit by this every day. He, he didn't even know someone took this photo probably. And he's like on this fucking website. I th dude, I have a fear of that all the time. Like someone took a photo of me and it's on like a. And now page. you're going viral as like a joke. <laughs> yeah. 
the thing about the uh, shaggy hair and unkempt beard yeah, is like, like, well, I can't see your facial features. Exactly. Like, if you shave, like, you're not going to look like this guy. Yeah, and if he shaves, he's not going to look like you. What if he he's shaved? He's going to look like Elvis back Yeah, then. I was about to say, what if he shaves, he looks like Elvis. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, we got three women. That's... And also, our friend Brian looks like Yeah, this is, I was about to say, we this is Brian. We could add a fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> we got to. I feel like they progress. It looks like a Pokemon evolution. Like they don't really look like it looks like my grandfather, my father and me <laughs> all at the same age. Uh, oh, OK, you look like a fictional character. That I one's guess. pretty good, though, because yeah. he kind of does have uh, the hair, the and nose, the eyes and the nose and the ear like that. that it's it's actually kind of spot on. I'm always worried about these. I mean, I'm not worried, but like I'm always a little suspicious of uh, Disney ones because I feel like you easily Photoshop yourself to look like like wh- I wonder if like he made his nose bigger or some shit. Maybe it's uh, Ian McKay, uh, inventor of the gravy pot. <laughs> Okay. Oh, handsome Shrek. That's a is that an insult to tell you you look like handsome Shrek? I mean, it's a handsome version of Shrek. Like, would you are you proud to be handsome Squidward? Or are you like nah. Nah. No, not handsome Squidward? He looks fucked up. <laughs> this guy, oh, the guy this, with uh, acid reflux. <laughs> yeah, this guy, they both have acid. How come reflux? he's not doing the acid reflux? Yeah, pose? he should be doing that. Okay, Gru. teacher looks like Gru. You just hate your teacher. All right. This guy looks like that guy. Cool. One guy's covering his face up. Yeah. I was about to say, like, what the fuck? This guy. I mean, one's a wood carving. Yeah. <laughs> this That's the worst one by far. I'm sorry. I agree. This guy looks nothing like Chris Pratt. This guy wishes he looked. Yeah. He, he's, hey, just want to point out once again that I am Chris Pratt's doppelganger. He like fucking manipulate his face as much as possible to try to get himself to look like Chris Pratt. Yeah. And also it's like, I don't want to be mean or anything, but that's like the old not fit. Yeah. Before Hollywood t- changed him. Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah. That's For Chris real. Pratt from a decade ago. Uh. Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, kind of. Kind of looks of. more like young George Lucas. Yeah. More oh, we George only have two moves, there. dude. <laughs> that's oh, it. That's, that's it. it. That's everything. <laughs> All right. So the photographic evidence is inconclusive at best. Uh, but I did find some, you know, I always like a good scary story. Mm. So I tried to find some firsthand accounts of people who claim to have encountered a doppelganger in the modern era. This is what I could find. Here are the stories. My husband, these are from Reddit. Okay. Full disclosure. These are from Reddit. So take them with a grain of salt. Will do. Why are you laughing? This is funny. (laughs) You're like, these are from Reddit. You know, I'm like, oh, I pulled up these stories. We were like, where'd you get these? You get these from a newspaper? Did you get these from a magazine? These from an interview? These are firsthand accounts from people on Reddit So they're giving their own stories and claiming them to be true. My husband saw my doppelganger in our hallway last night. We live in an old farmhouse and we have had many paranormal and unexplained spirits, noises, etc. We've had paranormal investigators to our house and we are waiting on the report. Last night I was in the bathtub and my husband came into the bathroom to wash his hands and went back out to do the laundry. He was in the laundry room and looked through the kitchen and saw what he thought was me 
in the hallway, buck naked. He called my name and he said she turned her face toward him and gave a look like she didn't know who he was. Then she walked a step behind a column and our son came out from the same column from the opposite way. Our son asked who my husband was talking to and said that he didn't see anybody. My husband came into the bathroom where I was still in the tub. He made me swear that I hadn't left the tub and he was very freaked out and he made us follow him from room to room for the rest of the night to announce ourselves if we came into a room where he was. He had spoken to a medium a few months ago. She's coming on Saturday to bless our home. She said she would try to see what spirits are there and try to release them. She also told me before to place black salt around the doorways and the four corners of our home. Okay. That's one story. Pretty creepy. Another person responded because they said they had a similar story. This second person said, I was 18 years old dating my then boyfriend. He saw my doppelganger twice. First time we were hanging out at his house and I left when it got dark. I woke up in the morning to a text. Where did you go last night? I immediately called him and asked what he was talking about because he walked me out to my car when I left the night prior. He said that he woke up to me to see me naked on the floor. He said that I looked around not noticing him and I said, how did I get here? Then I hit my foot on his rocking chair on the way out of the room. He went into the hall after me and thought uh, because he thought I wanted to sleep in the other spare room, so he let me be. But when he came back, the room was uh, the rocking chair was still rocking. Uh, and then he remembered that I had left earlier that day. What does this mean? He also lives in a log cabin style house in the middle of nowhere. Okay. The last one is from a person who had an experience when they were a child, and it says. I had this experience when I was younger. I was getting ready for bed when who I thought was my mom came in to tuck me in. She left. And then a few minutes later, my mom came in the room to tuck me in. I was confused and I asked her why she was tucking me in again. She said she had no idea what I was talking about. And I did not sleep that night. That one's terrifying. Those are the supposedly real doppelganger encounters. Oh my god! From the uh, from the people on the internet. Shouts out to the people on the internet. Shouts out, guys! You y'all out here facing <laughs> doppelgangers. There's debate on that forum whether they're doppelgangers or skinwalkers or clones. One person suggests if you see this in your house, you should cut the head off with a silver dagger. <laughs> they just say that cavalier. Did you try doing that? You know, as if that's something we all do on our. Sunday afternoon. What we're really doing on our weekends, especially on our Saturday afternoons, is tuning into Mega Strange. Hey. And that is what you just did. And uh, that's the end of the episode. Thanks for watching, everyone. Yeah. We'll see you uh, this week with another episode of Mailbag. We'll be back next weekend with another full episode of Mega Strange. Stay strange, everybody. Good night. I think one of the candles fell. Oh, no.